Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, what do we got coming up, Jeff? Oh, well, we got Kate Blanchett talking about how she's excited to do action in Marvel films. Uh, Infinity Wars will include characters never seen on screen before. Uh, Marvel has announced a Black Panther merchandise line coming to stores soon. And uh, lastly, if RDJ goes away, Iron Man is likely to go with him. Plus, we're going to be doing a spoilery discussion of episode 14 of season 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Watch Dogs. All that after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we're here to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's going on, man? Man... There's that there's that daredevil thing that's been happening. Yeah, we've been we've been talking a lot about it. Oh yeah, uh, can't if, get my mind off of it. If you haven't caught those this week, we are we've been. I don't see how you couldn't have if you're a subscriber to this podcast. But uh, <laughs> there there we've been dropping uh, daredevil on these parts. Daredevil episodes every day since it dropped, and uh, it's been a fun week. Yeah. Fun couple of weeks. Yeah, really, really, really awesome couple of weeks with lots of fun uh, Daredevil episodes. That show is so good. It really is. It's just so good, everybody. But that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We got this. is a news and Agents of Shield episode. Yeah, this is our regularly scheduled podcast. Boom! Let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, first thing I wanted to talk about before the Kate Blanchett thing, uh, Chris Evans is going to be attending the MTV Movie Awards and bringing with him an exclusive clip from Captain America: Civil War. Ooh! The MTV Movie Awards happens on. April 10th, so we need to be on the lookout for that, at least on the 11th, to catch it on YouTube after. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, So, with that that said, first story that I talked about in the the rundown, Kate Blanchett has said in an interview that she's excited to do action in a Marvel movie. Uh, She said that she... um, She's doing this, and it's such a. She said a departure is such a strong word. It's more of. It's just so different from what she normally does. Uh, she's excited to wear lycra, get fit, and do action. Now nice. that that says to me, she's not gonna play some kind of background character, not really doing much. Kind of like how Loki was through most of the movies, just kind of moving pawns from behind the board, you know. Right. So she's going like to in get into the. Get into the action a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And certainly um, not like she was in any of the uh, Peter Jackson trilogies, how right. she was uh, just kind of standing around. So, But looking elegant while doing so. Yeah, yeah. And so here she's going to be looking elegant while also doing kicking, badass things. Kicking some booty. Do we know who she's playing yet? We're not absolutely certain. There are two solid rumors, or there are two ways that that I have paid attention to it going is that she could be Valkyrie, which is my favorite because she's blonde and a warrior and uh, a great strong female character. Right. And the other one is that she could be, or well, I guess there are three. Um, She could be Hell, who is um, the sibling of Thor and Loki. And she's the ruler of, kind of the the realm of darkness and and the afterlife for those who don't die valiantly in battle. An aptly named lady. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) H-E-L is how they spell it. But still, ruler of that. I'm not so certain that she's going to be doing that. Um, The other, like the third one, the the stronger one, is that she will be the Enchantress, Amora, who is the older sister of, uh, what was her name, Lila... Lyra, uh, she, she was in Lorelai. 
Lorelai. That I don't know why I didn't remember that. Boom. In uh, the episode Yes Men in the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's the older sibling of that lady. Okay, sweet. Um, and she wears very Liker-esque suits. And she does she does a lot of physical things while also being an enchantress and doing magic. So, like, all of her magic is very physical yeah. the way that it happens. It'd be fun to see another magic user in right. general in the, in the universe. And she has um, – she's got a buddy, uh, at least in uh, – the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes <laughs> cartoon, right? Who always travels with her. Like I've, I've seen her before without him around, but um, the Executioner is uh, is her kind of go to pal. Mm, I wonder if the Executioner will meet the Punisher. I don't know. I doubt Sounds it. Sounds like a good good mixture I, of I very names. Doubt it. Only names and only. If he did meet the Punisher, he would wreck the Punisher just hard. I, I think what I'm don't, thinking. Don't count Frank Castle out. What I'm, How exciting is it that the Punisher exists in this universe? Like, oh, man. It's no longer like a theoretical, it'd be cool if they had the Punisher. The Punisher has been like played in this universe to a wonderful degree. Uh, John Bernthal plays the Punisher incredibly well, and now it just he exists out there in the world in the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep, we have this we have this piece that we can play with now. Yeah, and that's so great. Um, what I think is actually going to happen uh, is that Amora. And the executioner are going to run around together, and we know that the Hulk is going to be in the Thor Ragnarok movie. So right. it might be a two on two, two on two battle kind of death match there, cool. which would be really cool to see. I think. Um, yeah, they just have them trade out like that. Did something similar in the Supergirl show this week, where Flash crossed over to Supergirl, and so they had to have two villains team up just to fight the two heroes. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't very good. Okay. I was real disappointed. That's too I bad. I like The Flash. Pretty good show. This week's Flash was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'd never watched The Supergirl because it just didn't seem up my alley. Uh, and then they were going to have The Flash cross over into her world. And so I was like... you binge-watched all of it. No, I, I almost. I almost did. And I was like, you know what? I don't care about the Supergirl. I'm just going to watch this episode. And it wasn't good. I bad. think I made the right decision. That is too bad. So far by not watching it. I have not wasted that heard, 20 hours. It's, it's, it's good, though. From I've heard, heard that, like, too. It's good and building good. I've heard that, too, um, from DC on screen. They, they like it a lot. Um, and it just seemed super CW to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it's not on CW. No, they make a re- actually on this episode to this week. They made a really great joke. Uh, it was Barry Allen standing with Jimmy Olsen and uh, Supergirl and a few other characters, and uh, their boss lady said, "You guys look like a racially diverse CW show." Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was really good. That's that was a pretty funny line. But most of the episode was a little like I don't know, just a little campy. Not not yeah. not not there for me. Sometimes you gotta have some camp. Indeed. Sometimes you gotta have some camp. So, uh, next up on the docket of news things, um, I'm kind of stretching it this week. I'm I'm pulling backstories from a little bit ago. What do we got? Uh, the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, have uh, have talked a bit more about uh, Infinity War upcoming before even Civil War comes out. Just to show how big the scope of this film is. They're saying, because we already, we've already heard the rumor that there's going to be 67 characters at least that they're playing with right now. Right. Um, he said, or I think it was Joe. Yeah, Joe Russo said that uh, there are going to be characters in Avengers Infinity War that have never been seen on screen before. So it's going to be, it's going to introduce characters that are just completely new. 
Um, he said, it's a big, sprawling, ambitious movie. It's about as ambitious as movies get, and it should be. And the title alone indicates that there will be an incredible scape and scope to it. It's intended to be the entire... Uh, sorry, Anthony added on, it's intended to be the entire culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, in many ways, the end to that part of it. Yeah. So it sounds like this movie, the, this pair of movies, is kind of the... Uh, the 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 post the signpost that we rotate around like we have all of old stuff that comes to and and ends in this area and then all the new stuff starts in this area they come together for this one big thing and we rotate around to where we're following these guys now yeah uh well i mean it such a huge uh, we've been we've been having thanos teased and the infinity stones teased since the beginning now like since uh, uh, we, um the first Avenger. Yeah, uh, we've had we've had Infinity Stones teased, and in almost every movie, uh, we've had those mentions, and it's just time. This is what it's been leading towards. And two thousand nineteen and twenty is that right? Eighteen and nineteen. Oh man, it's so soon. <laughs> it's so much sooner. That's two two years away. We're gonna have our first Avengers Infinity War. Movie. Yeah, he said. Even though they're uh, they're not they don't have the first draft of the script yet, they're still in the outline phase. Um, so. You know they're they're still getting everything solidified, so like don't obviously don't take anything to heart, but it's gonna be huge. You know what I love? Yeah, you know it really excites me. <laughs> the, the what was our tent pole last year? Avengers. We had Avengers: Age, Age of, Ultron. of Ultron. Yeah, and our next tent pole is is next month, like a month and a couple days away. Yeah, we have Civil War, yeah. which is huge. Then two years from now, we've got Infinity War Part 1, and then our May release is Infinity War Part 2. Those are huge Marvel movies. But right in the middle of that, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> what a dark horse to have made it to their tentpole movie for next year. Yep. Um, it's just it's so much release. fun. That May has always been their big release. Yep. And then they have a, one later in the year that's like a, a, new, a new character building the universe, whatever. This is going to be... <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as a May release just tickles me. I love it. Now that you've said a month and a couple of days, I went back and counted. How many days we got? 36. 36 days. I bought my ticket like two weeks ago. Me too. Me too. Yeah. God, I'm so excited for that. Anyway, so Infinity War is going to be huge. There's going to be characters we've never seen. I be mean, on the lookout, obviously. We're, gonna, we're, we're getting that already in Civil War. We're going to get multiple characters we've never seen before. In the MCU. Sure. Well, even characters we've never seen before. Like, like Black, Black Panther. Panther. Exactly. And speaking of that, Marvel has announced that there's going to be a huge Black Panther merch line because it's the 50th anniversary of the character this year. Hmm. And there's uh, one month before the film release, uh, May, no, not May, uh, April 6th, actually, coming up uh, next week. On April 6th, Black Panther number one from the new line comes out. Wow. So, new comic release, 50-year anniversary of the character, new like first film appearance this year. It's it's a big year for Black Panther. Yeah. And the like I've seen the line of, of stuff that's um, that's been listed, like the Funko Pop, Bobblehead, the um, the shirts, the every like everything that was posted in this article that I read, like all of it looks just so cool. Cool. I want all of it. 
can I deck out? I can probably have like Thor on one side of my cubicle and then like Black Panther on the yeah. other side. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy like in the middle or something. Sure, sure. I could do that. I can make I, that work. I've still yet to see anything with Black Panther in it. I've never seen a cartoon, a comic book. <sighs> I'm totally fresh and I'm excited. I, I wanna I kinda wanna go into this not knowing the character that well and being excited to see just like who is this guy? A fresh character. They've they've done such a great job, and don't get me started on BVS, but they've done such <laughs> a great job in this universe. Of not spoiling. Of introducing characters, building those characters, and then having those big tentpole movies that, like, those characters that you love go through things, you know? Yeah, well, it's, like Joe and Anthony Russo have said in the past, it's it's about characters. You write the movie about the characters, and then the spectacle comes afterward. It's right. not the other way around. Absolutely. And that, I think, is what Zack Snyder could learn. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Uh, we we just got done doing a Batman v Superman uh, recording for uh, the GSTU folks, and uh, we'll probably drop breaking that episode. Uh, yeah, breaking the panel is the, is the, is the name of the show. If you guys are interested, go uh, yeah, subscribe to Breaking the Panel, and you'll get that episode probably sometime this week. Um, it's it's always it's always a hassle to edit when we when we do these big. Uh, giant-sized team-up network crossover events because... I mean, it's almost like Infinity Wars for us. Exactly. It's like our... <laughs> this, is like, this is our Avengers episode. Our Avengers movie. Uh, We're going to be for doing another universe. one of those here soon to wrap up Daredevil. Yeah, we are. Yeah, man. So if, you, if, you've, if you've been sending in uh, feedback for Daredevil, continue. Please send it in. We're, we're keeping up with it, and we're going to do a big final uh, giant-sized team-up network episode, and we're going to cover a lot of feedback... Um, and we're going to just talk about Daredevil in depth, in depth. So all the episodes all at once. You don't have to worry about any kind of like what you what episode you're on and whether or not something happened. It happened because it's all of it. Yep. It's and it's it's kind of up cast. it's what I call the story so far. I yeah. like to call them that anyway. So um, there, I'm going to post the pictures of the Black Panther merch in the uh, in the slideshow on this episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we've also got episode pictures from next week's Agents of Shield uh, called Space Time. That name excites me right there, doesn't it? Because because I read in one of the synopses that it it. I don't know if you should talk about synopses. Not it. Don't it, don't spoil do you remember, me now. Do you remember first episode of coming back from the winter break? We had that weird space-looking bit, like with yeah. the cross necklace. That's right. It's supposed to touch on that. All right, that's all I'm saying. Well, we already know there's going. We're, we, to me, space time is more about like, like the space time continuum. No, yeah, I know. Uh, it's not so much about uh, actual outer space. Some time in space. Yeah, it's. It, uh, some space in time, I think, is is more interesting, um, and I think that uh, I think this sounds like they might touch on time travel or something, which that sounds very exciting. I know you like. I love a good time travel story. It's the one thing we don't have in the MCU yet. Yet, never have had a time travel story. We're working on it. Yeah, we've got we've got a few possible time travel stories upcoming. Well, technically, Captain America's a time traveler. No, He's he the man travels time. forward in time. Yeah. That's just, he just did it slower. <laughs> he just lived. He just, he just survived. That's not time travel. <laughs> yes, it is. You're traveling through time. I can't support this thesis. It's, it's physics, man. Anyway, so that's really all I got for the news. Um, not a lot happened this week. Plus, I haven't been at work to, like, keep an eagle eye on it. I've been doing this crazy training 
learning how to take over everything for all of our software deployment at work. And it's a really big task. I'm just understanding the scope of it. And it's scary, but I'm excited. Cool. A little news about my life. There. Change move into a different job or are you? Uh... No, no. Same job. Just uh, more responsibility, <laughs> but I'm getting a certification and cool. There should be a lot coming from it. One of my friends, Brad, just moved into a uh, a position where he's in the network administration team at his place, but he does solely the job that I'm learning how to do. Like, that's all he does is SCCM administration. And that's what I'm training on this week. So I'm going to be taking over that and also do help desk. So, Jesus. Wow. That sounds like a lot of it's, responsibility, my friend. It's a bunch. And they'll probably spin me off into just doing SCCM administration when we get somebody to replace me on the help desk is what I'm thinking is going to happen. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, though. Moving up. Moving up. Cool, man. So let's get into a little bit of feedback. We got some news feedback this week, right? Yeah, yeah. This first piece is, is sad. Um, we, we, uh, we got feedback on it, but um, oh, this yeah. week, yeah, uh, we Gary news. Shandling passed away. He did. Thanks, um, Chris Lang, for telling us about that. Uh, the message he left is, hey, guys, a little sad news for the MCU. Gary Shandling passed away today. He played Senator Stern in Captain America 2 and Iron Man 2. He was a great comedian and a fun little pocket of the MCU, which we won't be visiting again. Frown emoticon. I really uh, always loved um, Gary Shandling's appearances in everything he was in in, this, in the MCU. Um, I mean, I've been, you know... Uh, watching Gary, the, the since it's it's the Gary Shandling show way back in the day, my dad was watching, <laughs> and I was like learn like I was like learning what comedy was. I was like, <laughs> this is a long, long time ago. Yep. Um, and so so it's it's a, it's a real sad day to, to hear that he passed away. I just listened to, um, he was on You Made It Weird, I believe, which is a podcast, uh, and it was just just like where this guy interviews comedians. He was on just a couple weeks ago. Um, and, uh, is it, and so, and that, in that, I really like got a sense of who he was and he's talking about yeah. like his life. And then I hear he passed away. I'm real sad. Like I finally understand this guy <laughs> and now he's con. Damn it. Uh, but apparently he's a really interesting dude other than just his comedy. Uh, and, and it's, uh, the world will miss him. He's yes. a really, really, really talented. Uh, and I really loved his betrayal of, uh, Senator, Senator Stern. Stern. Yeah. yeah. Such a great Hydra. Such a great Hydra smile. <laughs> and even before we knew he was Hydra... Uh, in Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. He's, I think he's like, fuck you, fuck Mr. You, Mr. Stark. Stark. Fuck you. Uh, it's good stuff. The first F-bomb dropped in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I yeah. think. And they bleeped it. They bleeped it because it was on a TV. It totally made sense. I just loved it. Yep. I loved it. Really, really wonderful. Great stuff. Just to see a senator being that frustrated and saying, fuck you, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Uh, was a beautiful moment. So thank you for that, Gary Shandling. We're, you'll be sorely missed. Yes. Uh, let's get into the normal feedback, though. We got um, the normal non-sad feedback. Hey, here's something happy, actually. One of our fans, Yoda Hugh, um, says to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, having to wait to A, watch Daredevil Season 2, and B, listen to your review, is killing me. On honeymoon in Japan, though. Ooh, that's awesome. And, you know, congrats. congrats. That happy news, you know. Somebody got married. Happiness. Yeah. Got to Japan for it. You know. That's good, real cool. Good job. I well done. You know, I've only flown once. I've never flown. 
Oh, really? Ever. Like, at all? Not even, like, a helicopter ride nope. or anything? None of it. Wow. We should fly somewhere. I'm gonna. Oh, that's right. You're flying somewhere soon. That's cool. Yeah. I flew a very short, like, 45-minute flight one time. <laughs> Just that was it? Did you go to Atlanta or something? Uh, I went to Biloxi. Ah, my dad's the other My dad's a gambling addict, and he gets offers all the time for uh, uh free flights and hotels and things. Yeah. And uh, it was just like a flight to Biloxi, which is like a three-hour drive. So it was like kind of ridiculous. But since I'd never flown before, I was like, might as well. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll go fly. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds and like a fun thing to do. I did it. It was fun. There you go. Uh, Scott Hansen says to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, somewhat definitive answer to your realms question. In Thor 2, they cross to a different realm, and the hammer flies up into space. I do remember that. I do remember that. Good call, Scott Hansen. I think that is a definitive yeah. in-universe answer. Yeah. The the realms are different parts of space. Yeah. That's what it looks like. We still don't know if that means like how distant they are, because still we have the, the, the comments that Loki has seen places that... Uh, Thor has never seen, and yeah. by traveling, by being somehow cast off the Rainbow Bridge or whatever, um, and I guess that's the part of space that um, Thanos lives in. I guess I don't know. He Maybe just, he traveled somewhere else before he found Thanos. He ended up somewhere new. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, Doesn't matter how and it we, got. We really, it's not about the journey; it's about the destination. We don't know for sure how far. Any of this is, and I guess we'll probably never know. Uh, I remember you used to watch Star Trek, and one day they released a map, and I found it the most interesting thing ever. They released like a map <laughs> of space. It was yeah. like, this quadrant's over here. This is where this planet is. This black hole's over here. This ball. I was like, oh, that's where that episode happened. And I'd like <laughs> be watching episodes and trying to like track it on my ma- map on my wall. Oh, such nerddom. Oh, man, that's funny. You had a uh, a two-dimensional map for a 3D object. Yes, yes. That's perfect. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to interpret that. Yeah. Know? Also, uh, in a galaxy, things are always moving. Yeah. So you can't really have a map at all. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have an idea of like, oh, well, this... You, get, you can get a map of like trajectories. By now. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's all... By the time we get there, it should be over here. Yeah, it doesn't really work. But it was just kind of like... It was nice to see. Nice I mean, to see. Just, you gotta you gotta plug in the algorithms. Is all you know, <laughs> gotta have people smarter than us doing the math on it. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, next up, Tolof Larson says to us on Facebook: I've seen reviews and read about Quicksilver being in the mentioned chamber. Uh, this is talking about the Civil War Civil trailer. War trailer, yeah, uh, and being brainwashed by Hydra, similar to Winter Soldier. But in Avengers Two, he was clearly transported back along with Hawkeye. It would make some sense that he returns, and at some point, given the tech they used to regenerate Hawkeye and to create Vision, not to mention he was he has accelerated healing. So I doubt that it is him shown in the clip. Now, could it be Abomination? Possibly, but I don't see the MCU having the rights to that character, or, but I don't believe the MCU has the rights to that character. Uh, and finally, what are your thoughts on Agent Venom? Not Venom being introduced to somehow tie in with the Guardians at some point. Um, Joe Mangianello, or is it Mangianello? It's close enough. I don't know. Joe Mangianello. I think it's Mangianello. Yeah, okay. Uh, he played Flash Thompson back in the day, but figuring out a decent timeline would be difficult. I don't know what Agent Venom is. Are you aware of Agent Venom? Sort of. Agent Venom Space Knight, I think, is what he's talking about. Um, it's when 
Flash Thompson uh, was put into the Venom symbiote right. costume and became like he was part. How do we put it? There was kind of a rotation for people on Earth. Like one person on from the Avengers team on Earth had to be with the Guardians at some point, just to kind of be like a representative of Earth. Okay. So they would rotate out every month or so, I think it was. And um, interesting, they were sending Venom to go be part of the Guardians for a little bit. He was oh, that's neat. Agent Venom, Space Knight. That's neat. I really hope all these rights things get resolved because I love the idea that all of these Spider-Man, particularly his villains. Yeah. Almost more excited than I am for Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, but we've gotten good Spider-Man movies in the past. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever really gotten good Spider-Man villains. That's true. You know, not, I've never really thought about it that way, but like, as much as I love all the... I like almost all four Spider-Man... All five Spider-Man movies pretty well. They're all, they're all all right. Some of them are great. Some of them are eh. And for their time, they were all pretty good releases, especially the Sam Raimi stuff. For the time, was yeah. the best stuff out there. Um and but still, the villains were pretty weak, all of them. I don't know, man. Doc Ock was real good. Doc Ock was a great visual villain, like great fight scenes, wonder, amazing fight scenes. But I, I didn't, I don't really feel like I like connected with his, him emotionally. His motivations were a little weird. Yeah, like, why is he listening to robots? It was a little bit like super comic booky yeah. logic, which. Yeah. As much as I love them, they stay true to the comic books to some degree. Sometimes comic book logic is a little thin. Yeah, there's a difference between being inspired by comics and trying to recreate them. Yeah. So, listen to that line, Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, the, yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> we just got done with that giant size team up network thing, and it was hard to get. There were so many hosts that we couldn't really get our full feelings out, and so we have all these pin up. Uh, aggression toward BVS. Um, Even though, like, I didn't hate the movie. Yeah. There were so many, like, there were so many bad parts that came together to make a decent whole. Yeah. I guess. And, 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 and there were horrible parts of that movie, and there were really great parts of that yeah, movie. The shining light of Wonder Woman was amazing. Like, Gal, Wonder Woman was pretty Gal Gadot cool. was fantastic. I liked her. Ben Affleck as Batman is the best thing that has ever happened. I thought it was kind of goofy in the last fight, though, in like the final fight with him just kind of. Let's let's not spoil too much unless we're going to do a spoiler review later. Okay. Uh, but without spoiling, uh, the way that the way that he acted during the final fight was just a little odd. I guess hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean. But I can't. I can't really say it's hard, much. It's hard. To, it's hard yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's not let's not go there. Um, I I thought Gal Gadot was fine. Uh, I didn't think yeah, she, she did was. enough in the movie. Oh, yeah. like to really get a suss out. We're gonna see in her solo movie if she's really good. Like yeah. next she was, year, I think. Yeah, she was. She's fine for everything she does in this movie. She did a great job. But to be honest, eighty percent of what she did in this movie was CGI. Like most of what you saw of especially when she's in the suit yeah. of Wonder Woman is just a CG almost whole cloth CGI character running around. Yeah. Really great CGI and there's that one moment where she smiles and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh anyone who's seen the movie probably knows what I'm talking about. Um but 
she only says like eight lines in the whole movie. Yeah, and like her three minutes of screen time were some of the best minutes of screen time. Yeah, some, but honestly, some of her lines didn't land that well to me. They sounded a little wooden. I don't know. We're gonna. I I just feel like the the jury is still out in my mind on Gal Gadot whether it's going to be she's going to be a great actress for this universe or not. Um, I just think that portrayal of Wonder Woman makes a lot of sense. Like she's she's a warrior. She's not some like because whenever I think of Wonder Woman, most of the time when I think of action Wonder Woman, I think of Super Friends and how that that cartoon just kind of ruined her look, her character. Like, she just, she was too dainty, but then they tried to force her into being strong and she did weird things with the armbands. Like, everything here made sense. Everything just flowed for her. Yeah, it did. It did. I liked it. Um, and we'll we'll see more from her in the future. Uh, getting back to Tolof's comment getting about back to the MCU uh, the, about Quicksilver, uh, not not being Quicksilver, but uh, I, I do think that it's possible, very possible that Quicksilver was, is not being brought back, and if he is, probably not through other means, um, unless they thought he was dead and cast his body off or buried him, and then Hydra retrieved it. Yeah. Is is pulling a Winter Soldier, but we'll see. We'll see. I I could see that being interesting for a for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And her as a character. If she's like been working for a couple of years to be a part of this team. Yeah. And then suddenly like, her brother crap, shows brother up. My brother is alive. Hy- yeah, and he's in Hydra. Like that would be an interesting storyline. Um that would. But that would. but then that would make death not matter. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um now bring back Abomination since he never died. Yep. He's just would in the fridge. be great. I would love to see them bring it back Abomination. And uh he, he Toloff mentions uh they may not have the rights, but they're bringing in uh, the general in this movie. General Ross, yeah. And I don't see why if they have the rights to him, they don't have the rights well, to Abomination. That's the thing is they don't have the distribution rights. Universal does. And that's only on a solo Hulk movie. So they have the rights to the characters they have in the a rights solo to Hulk the characters. Movie. So, and that that's why they've been putting Hulk in uh, team up movies is because if it's not a Hulk solo film, then it doesn't count. Right. So they can include the character and distribute it themselves. It's kind of a dick move on Disney's part, but you know that's what they want to do. That's their prerogative. Sure. So he could very easily come back. Anyway, so next up we got Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, love the idea of a Hawkeye Netflix series. Hawkeye is much more of a badass than he's been portrayed. Uh, For he and Black Widow to be able to hang with all these enhanced humans is impressive. Uh, It absolutely is impressive. And I think that a Hawkeye movie would have a lot more scope than the Netflix stuff we've seen so far. He doesn't use a scope. (laughs) Um, so far everything we've had in the Netflix universe has been in Hell's Kitchen and I think it would be interesting to see a Hawkeye movie where we actually saw uh, you know what's going on in whatever I mean we get that we get a little of that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but I mean as much as I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. it's a little bit toned toward a broad audience yeah whereas the Netflix stuff is allowed to um uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's allowed to be an adult. <laughs> it's allowed to romp the way that it needs to. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, they're a lot. They allow some freedoms, and they don't have to appeal to a broad audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and they can they can be basically rated R, uh, but on Netflix, so it's not actually rated. <laughs> um, 
That is, I mean, like we've all we've seen so far of Netflix is is in Hell's Kitchen, but uh, Luke Cage is going to be set in Harlem. Sure, still New York. So, I mean, still like, still, still like street level New York. Street level New York, exactly. Like we're still going to kind of be in the same area. Even Luke Cage, the character, has been in Hell's Kitchen, and you know, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like we're, we're still a little bit. We're still all in the same kind of area, and I'd love to see Hawkeye. Seems like he's a guy who travels around the world. Uh, you know, functioning as a superhero. And it would be also just be super interesting if he's like, like what if he's like in Avengers tower and you have an Avenger pop in every once in a while, like where does he work out of on a daily basis (laughs) now that shield's gone? Like what is his, is he an Avenger full time or is he doing something else on the side? I don't even know where he's, what he's doing right now. So I think that's pretty interesting. All right. So uh, next up, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, I actually went and saw BVS last night and really hoped it would be good, but went in with low expectations, which were not met. I figured you guys might enjoy this. And he sent us a picture. He posted it on our uh, on our Facebook wall <laughs> that is all of the Rotten Tomatoes scores of the MCU and then compares it to the DC Cinematic Universe Rotten Tomatoes scores. And it's it's brutal. Mm. It's it's just mean because like, let's look let's let's run down them. Iron Man one two thousand eight ninety four percent. That's the, appropriate. The Incredible Hulk two thousand eight sixty seven percent. Iron Man two two thousand ten was it? I do not know. Yeah, it was two thousand ten. Uh, Iron Man two two thousand ten seventy two percent. Thor two thousand ten seventy seven percent. Captain America the First Avenger two thousand eleven seventy nine percent. Marvel's The Avengers, 2012, 92%. Iron Man 3, 79%. Thor The Dark World, 66 Captain America The Winter Soldier, 89 Guardians of the Galaxy, 91 Woo. Avengers Age of Ultron, 74 Ant-Man, 79 Ant-Man got better than Batman versus Superman. And nobody <laughs> expected anything out of it. Right. I mean, and, and to be honest, though, if you're going to talk about expectations, so expecting, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> expecting more out of a movie it honestly makes it hard for that rating to go up. So I wouldn't say that's like a, a pro thing in, our, in the column of these movies being better. It's easier to like an Ant-Man movie when you have no expectations of it. That's fair. But like, Man of Steel got 56%. Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, when he posted this, was at 39%. It's gone down since then. Yeah. Now, that's just the critics. That's not to say that you're not going to like it. That's not to say that I'm not going to like it. That's not saying that nobody sure. is going to like it. Because the, the fan response has been pretty solid. And I, I will say it's not, again, it's not terrible. It's worth watching. Just don't expect it to be as good as anything in the MCU. Yeah. I would agree. It has its. Uh, it has really good qualities but they don't come together to be a wonderful whole and i think that's just a a lack of a vision on Zack snyder's part Uh, because we've got such visionary directors in the mcu we've got such visionary filmmakers and they're all headed up by one person who has this unified vision for the future one idea i this this path kevin feige has laid out so we've got this this cohesive idea of where everything should go pushing toward that and dc doesn't have that yet yeah for sure Uh, anyway and there was like 
We we'll we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, we should Moses, probably just do a Batman v Superman episode and get it over with. Yeah, probably. We mm. keep talking about it. We keep hinting at it. Yeah. <sighs> but this What's is this? MCU. Anyway, next up, Nathaniel Musty says to us on Facebook, "You guys need to make your uh, living on a prayer duet the outro music for the cast, but not every time, so it gets old. Just randomly once a month or so, so I can laugh <laughs> as hard as I did today in perpetuity. Yeah, keep it up, guys." I'm glad you thought that was funny, Nathaniel, and I hope the rest of you put up with it okay. <laughs> I told you, like, when that happened, we were going to lose, like, 50 fans at least, <laughs> and then, like, 30 of them were just going to be solidified to never, ever leave, no matter what we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, everybody else is just going to be like, oh, well, that was a thing. Uh, next up, Jeffrey James says to us on Facebook, superheroes, free philosophy book. In a previous comment, I mentioned the excellent book, The Virtues of Captain America. That's actually part of a series of books with the same editor, William Irwin. Right now, he's got a free Kindle or iBook with abs- excerpts from the series. It's an interesting read, and he posted the link. Yeah, so that link is on our Facebook right now, posted by uh, Jeffrey James. Um, check it out. Uh, superheroes, the best of philosophy and pop. The best of philosophy and pop culture. Yeah. Um, so you can search that. It's on Amazon and such. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to check those books out, uh, both The Virtues of Captain America and that one. I think – I don't know. I like a good philosophy book. Weird. <laughs> Weird because you're just so non-philosophical. <laughs> <sighs> Philosophical? Shh. Just let it out. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all all for us on the uh, on the non spoiler feedback. Non spoiler feedback. So thank you guys for writing in. Thanks everybody for listening. We're about to go into our spoiler section here in a minute to talk about Agents of Shield episode fourteen of season three, Watch Dogs. It was a really really cool episode. It was a tonight. fun episode. Yeah. Um, really fun. Lots of cool character stuff with Mac. Lots of tie-ins to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we. You know, we watch this show to some degree for, you know, like, I love a good tie-in, and they really, they meant, they had so many mentions in this, this episode. Yeah, they did. So, we'll get, we're going to get to that in just a second, uh, but first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, uh, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, uh, mcucast at gmail.com or just call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave your voicemails and we'll play them on the show and talk about your feedback. Um, So, if you're interested in hearing the uh, spoilery feedback for this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., please stick around. We're going to have a spoiler-filled review right after this. All right, welcome back. We're going to go into our full spoiler section for this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in three, two, one. It's kind of a Hydra front. <laughs> and Blake is back. It is kind of a Hydra front and also Axe Shotgun. Shotgun Axe. Shotgun Axe. Shotgun Axe. Oh. So good. We got it. It wasn't even an axe, but he made it into one. That was... It was a cleaver. Probably the silliest thing I've ever seen on the oh show. Oh, God. It was the worst, but it was the best. It really was. And it, it was, was the worst. And it was the best. They just fully embraced how silly that was. Yeah, <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Duct taping a cleaver to a shotgun. It wasn't that functional. 
at all. Shotgun axe. Yeah, it, did, it barely worked. He could have dual wielded. He could have shotgunned and then axed, but no. I mean, that would have been two evil dead. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode was pretty rad. I liked the character work with Mac. I really liked Mac's little brother. Yeah, being... we got backstory. Well, well, we got like expanded story on Mac. Yeah, we know his name now. Yeah, we, I've known that. Alfie McKenzie? Alphonse. Alphonse McKenzie. I think it might be Alfonso. Anyway, I liked it. Mac. I never, I never knew his full name. Okay. Well, we, I mean, I've talked about it. His comics origin, how he's a little bit different. He changed a little. Anyway. Yep. Don't remember any of that. All right. I have the memory of Goldfish. It's That's all good. Cool. What's your name again? What? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this episode was absolutely clear. If it doesn't happen on screen, I don't remember it. That's That's, that's pretty much my – it frustrates my girlfriend to no end. <laughs> she, she, has, she has this killer memory. Anything that she tells you needs to be played out in some sort of cinematic sequence. She, she tells me – so much, so many things, and she has the memory of of an elephant, just like constantly remembering the smallest detail about my friends. Like <laughs> she'll be she'll be like, oh yeah, he went to blah blah blah. He went to UA, right? And I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me check Facebook. She knows so much more about my friends than I do because she just remembers shit, and then. She comes around, uh, and then she'll ask me about something, and I know nothing. But then we're watching a show, and I turn around to her, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, you remember him? He's from season one, episode blah, 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 about this and that. And uh, she's like, you remember everything that happens on TV and nothing about the real world. Nothing. No memory for the real world. That is beautiful. It's called escapism, honey. It's called escapism. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um so let's let's hit some feedback about uh, this yeah, episode. Why not? So uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, uh, he posted this before the episode. It was kind of a, a preview, so to speak. Uh, he said, "I'm a little hesitant over these masks that the Watchdogs are shown in. Still excited by the idea, though." On a different note, I love that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans are essentially becoming an X-Men show. X-Comics were my thing when I was growing up. That said, I'd almost prefer it spun the Secret Warriors into a separate series because it doesn't feel very much like a spy agency at times. But I don't know that there's enough content there to support two shows. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we need more on the ABC world than we're getting. <laughs> That's fair. I think, we're, I, think, I think we're at like max capacity for ABC shows. Um, and I mean, in this episode, they mentioned damage control. Yes, they did. The they first, said damage control will come first name up. drop of, of damage control. I know we've jumped into feedback, but I also wanted to mention uh, the 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 most interesting plotline to me in this episode was what is uh, going on with Daisy. Yeah, her descent into madness is a little. Uh, she a little crazy. has flipped the switch from Sky to Daisy, and flipped the switch from hacktivist to. Uh, the government controls every part of life, and I'm I'm part of that shadow government that I used to fight against. Like, yeah. she's really gone the opposite way with it. Off the reservation, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just a complete departure from what she used to be, which I think has been a slow descent. It's I don't think it's out of character. Like, yeah. I don't think it's. Um, it was a little abrupt this time, though, because she was like, she was. I mean, they mentioned it. Like, are we are we okay with that kind of Gestapo thing? Like, are we just going to throw them all? Well, in Max, Max said that. Yeah, and she and she's like, 
And she, and then she immediately was like, well, yeah, you go do something else then. I'm still going to do yeah, this. You go leave and I'll do this I'm not gonna while leave. you're not watching. Listen to the problem you had. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to change my opinion based on something you said. No, I'm going to go do this thing. Um, I have this power. You don't. I make the rules. I think the bottom line is she she used to rail against the government. She used to fight against all these things. And it, it was her thing to fight against. And now... She has something to fight for, yeah, and that's her inhumanity. Uh, like she, she sees these watchdogs and these other groups from the government, blah blah blah, ATCU, whoever, trying to clamp all every all the fear out there, and she sees them as the enemy of good, which she sees as her people, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's really getting a little too invested in her side. I could see her not making it in Shield. You, you know, Lincoln's following orders. Lincoln's doing the right thing. He's uh, Lincoln Lincoln did a great job passing the test, although I don't know. That was a weird test. It really was. Like, kill him. Yeah. Go ahead and kill him. <laughs> and then like we got Agent Blake, and then we got like kind of a bait and switch on Agent Blake. Yeah, we did. Because he got like he got pretty severely rocked by um Lincoln? No. Oh, Deathlock. By Deathlock, that's the one, in season one. And we haven't seen him since then. Like, he got he got his back broken. And, like, yeah. we get the, the repercussions of that in this episode. Like, he's got a pretty severe hatred for everybody powered. And I want to see Sitwell, like, roll into the room and join him. They're, like, the wheelchair club. Oh. Because, you know, if Sitwell survived, he's, his spine's also gone. Yeah. Wrecked. <laughs> Probably didn't survive. <laughs> Probably not. I really want to go back and rewatch that movie. It's been a while. The Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Let's go watch it right now. Okay. See you guys in a minute. All right. Bye. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get uh, we get Agent Blake coming back, and we the we get him like a hologram of him standing and and being epic because he was delivering a pretty solid monologue, but Phil was just like. It isn't like you to just keep talking like this. You don't give speeches. What's the deal? And then we find out he's a hologram, and then later he's in a wheelchair and looking sickly and, and being, you know, like you can tell there's muscular atrophy in his legs from having not used them because yeah. he's been in a wheelchair. And he just still has that all that hatred, and you could just you could tell it's just oozing off of him. Like I'm excited to see him back for a little bit at least. Yeah. I normally don't feel as much dread as I did in this episode. Yeah. Uh, when, when those, because I think it was sort of the realist, the realisticness of it, uh, the realism of it, uh, the, is a better way to say that. Yeah. Um, the watchdogs being humans who are just hateful. Yeah. For things they don't understand, and they're like literally on just like a witch hunt. Not literally. I hate when people use literally wrong. I just did it. Of they're on a witch hunt. Figuratively. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, gosh. Shoot me. Um, <laughs> because we laughed at it, you can't edit that. Oh, no, no. I'm not <laughs> editing that. That was just me being a dummy. Um, <laughs> they are on a witch hunt, and they're wanting to kill. Yeah. Kill someone. They were like... Um, they don't want to just like bring them in and make them answer for anything. They're like, find a powered person and kill them. Like, oh, that's, that's and, real and dark. No, real dark. They didn't even say them or him or her. Kill it. It. 
Yeah, and, and they're going after Mac, who is not a powered person. And what made me really nervous is Mac wasn't the only person there. His brother was there. And any time a show tries to humanize a character that much, it could mean they're dying soon. <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing that television does. That and he's black. <laughs> it seems to be I, like when they shot Mac, I was like, are you kidding me? That isn't really this show's MO, though. There are, there no, are shows. No, there, I mean, it seems to be like the TV and movie thing, like kill the sure. black guy. <laughs> yeah. And especially given the. And I like Mac too much. To given the. And I love Trip too much, and they killed him off mad. Right. Especially the civil rights implications of all of this, that like, it just seemed, it seemed right to have. Uh, the black guy getting hunted down. You know, it seemed very appropriate uh, to to further drive home that yeah uh, the the whole like, theme violation of civil liberties kind of thing. Yeah, um, and and there this is this is a lynch mob chasing down a powered person yep. because they 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 don't they they don't like them they don't trust them they don't understand them. Um, and it seems to be uh, very much make the political personal. For sure. This week, because it, it has possibility to kind of reflect the, um, the current political climate, like Marvel has a tendency to. Sure. So I just, I like that even in the show, Marvel's got that whole, like, just outside your window kind of feel to sure. it. Sure. But the, the other thing they did, though, is they didn't make it one-sided. Yeah. Like, they show both aspects of it, and you can understand why, like, why he might feel that way. Why his brother might feel like he needs to join up because all these things are happening and somebody has to take control. Sure. Then you cut to Daisy, who is very much the opposite side of the issue. Yeah. And she's going too far. Yeah. And like making, like she's justifying their argument. Yeah. Like she needs to be stopped. Yeah. She really bit. does. She, she needs to be toned down. She went to a watchdog who apparently, she even says it. She's like, I know you've been asked to help. I know you're going to chicken out. Like, almost challenging this guy. Yeah, go join the watchdogs. Yeah. They just destroyed a government building and everyone in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop <laughs> stop recruiting for them. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and and she just, she picks up a random guy that was at that, that, uh, that, that barn, that farm or whatever in Indiana. Right. She just picks up a random one of them and is just like, tell me about this very scientific thing that was done here. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Right. But he does end up helping. I mean, them. he helped by that's the, that's mentioning the, one word. That's the one bad thing. She she violates the civil liberties, blah, 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 but then she gets results yeah. <laughs> in this episode. You can't argue with Punisher's results. Can't argue with Punisher's or Daisy's results. Yep. Punisher and Daisy are two characters that don't seem like they go in the same universe. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> Puni- really Punisher and Executioner. <laughs> um, we should have a Frank and Daisy quick. show. <laughs> Frank and Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> when Frank met Daisy. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, so next up, Brian Bilsman says to us on Facebook, uh, this last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode was awesome with the name drops from pretty much everything MCU. We got Chitauri, Sokovia, Howard right. Stark, Damage Control, and even a reference to Hell's Kitchen. Like past, present, future, like... Yeah, we got... What this, was the Hell's Kitchen reference? Uh, it was in the... Uh, he Let me continue his quote. Oh, please do. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't even catch the Hell's Kitchen reference until reading comments online. If you missed it, watch the news broadcast where the watchdogs implode the building and watch the text on the bottom. It says, gang war rages in Hell's Kitchen. Authority searching for a solution. Oh, that's awesome. amazing. Right? That's amazing. I didn't catch that at all. I saw it when it happened. I was like, oh my God, that means that this is happening at this time. It's current. Oh, oh my God. That's awesome. That so if you haven't seen the, Daredevil, that 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 quote line is from Daredevil. What's going on in Daredevil? Yeah, when I saw that they were saying like uh, the gang wars are happening, I'm like assault on a government building, assault on a government building. I know a government building that got assaulted recently. Is this the thing? No, mm. it's not that. Nope, different they, government building. Then they shot the stuff on it and it imploded. And first thing I thought was, is that Crosstech? Because that was yellow. That looked a lot like the implosion at, at Pym. Oh, yeah, at yeah, Pym yeah, yeah, building. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, he but finishes Apparently it was off. Nitramine, which I know we talked about. Where was Nitramine previously mentioned? Agent Carter, season one. Yes. The our, Roxxon Corporation. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. That stuff that... That imploded the Roxxon building. They had the little balls of it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, And she had to like retrieve all the balls, and one of them went off and caused mm-hmm. that huge explosion. That's yep, right. It was in the ice cream truck. That was nitramine. That was that nitramine. Was, that was real cool. Really, yep. really great. Just so much. Who wrote this episode? Like, <laughs> who, who's responsible for this? All these tie-ins. And none of them felt... Like none of it was shoehorned in at all. It was wonderful. All of it was just perfectly flowing from one reference to the next. Uh, Brian Bilsma continues, says, I wish I could keep up and have feedback for Daredevil, but I'm only three episodes in right now. I like to spread the season out so it's not over and I have nothing new to watch. But I'm sure this season is awesome. Can't wait to watch the rest. You are correct. It is awesome. Yeah. So next up, Dre Thompson says to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., great episode. I'm a little disappointed that the Watchdogs are just a Hydra front. I wanted an antagonist that's not connected to Malik, but I'm glad we'll be seeing them again. Hopefully we get more guys Charles, Max brother, Max brother, too. Uh, he says, I thought we were finally going to confirm LMDs with Blake. I guess holograms are nice, too. Watching the button scene, though, I thought Guerra would flip Blake's wheelchair when he called him a freak. I thought that, too. I was so thinking, like, when he said... We'll finally get the rid of these freaks, and I was just like, "He's one of those." Dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he has like total control of what you're sitting on. That was all over his face. He was he was like, just like, "How I'm gonna hold this in for now?" Yeah. But eventually, you're bring- and that's the thing. You say in your comment, Dre, that they're only a Hydra front, but the thing is, they're not a Hydra front. They are a separate organization that Hydra is using, which to me makes them infinitely more interesting. Because at any point, they could realize there's a Hydra front and turn on Hydra, and we could have a three-way yeah. war going. Like, what if, I mean, they hate powered people so much, when they find out that Hydra is trying to build an army of powered people, that's going to have repercussions. That's going to have a lot of backlash from them, and that's that's something to look forward to. And, I, th- and speaking of, we haven't discussed the bomb at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, do we think that's just a conventional bomb? I think we got some feedback about that if you want to mention that. Sure, sure. Go for it. Okay. Um, one more thing. Jerry Thompson says, almost forgot we got the shotgun axe. Yes, we did. We also were excited about that. We're very excited. I was very excited with the shotgun axe. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was Nathaniel Muzzy that said it. He said, um, just another thought on Watch Dogs. The bomb at the end appeared to be a standard bomb, possibly nuclear. But why would Hydra slash Hive be interested in that? What if it's a variation of the Terrigen bomb from the comics? Seems a bit redundant considering the spread from the fish oil. 
But then again, causing thousands slash millions of people to transform at once would create chaos and an instant army for Hive. Also, I think we're heading for a big Lash versus Hive battle at some point. Lincoln states that their powers are made to fill a necessary role. It seems like Lash is likely designed to prevent slash mow down an inhuman army and probably kill Hive. Mm, I like all that. All that, uh speculation a lot the thing that really drives home that terrigen bomb theory right there yeah is the fact that the atcu was collecting the fish oil capsules that's true and then forcing people to take them to turn that's true uh i the thing that doesn't support it is they gave it to the watchdogs who do not want there to be more powered people. But they, the, the watchdogs don't know that it could be a Terrigen bomb. True, true. Because My- the watchdogs want to blow up something, so they're driving them to go blow up like a heavily populated area, and they're just playing the numbers game at that point. See, like- but I don't think the watchdogs necessarily want to blow up a highly populated area. My likely scenario for this is it is it a, it is a conventional bomb, and that they are waiting on Russia to finish their sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to blow it up. The watchdogs want to take out the sanctuary. Maybe so. I think we're almost going to get a similar scenario we had last season with Zha Ying's people having the sanctuary, except this time it's going to be publicly known that they exist and there's a sanctuary. And then you have this group, the watchdogs, who want to blow that sanctuary up. Yeah. But that's, I don't know, maybe it very I mean, well could be the other way. It could go either way. I like the idea of them taking it to a uh, a large populated area and and just detonating it and it not being what they thought and like if true if I just play in the numbers game and like a lot of people a lot of regular people either die or or whatever and then you get at least 10 people that turn like that's a victory for them or like 10 people that go through terragenesis that's that's a victory and plus that's more power people for us to see which sure it could be it's exactly what we want. It could very well be that they are trying to expose people to terragenesis so that they can suss out who is and who is an alien. Because that's fair. Um, so, so there's there is a possibility there. Um, oh, how awful would it be for like a uh, uh, terragenesis cocoon to go up around somebody and just outside of that have like them surrounded by watchdogs people. And just waiting for the cocoon to crack so they can just mow them down. That would oh, be a someone, horrible. Someone thing. should draw that, <laughs> like a cracking cocoon with watchdogs surrounding it. It's like real tragic. That is just terrible. Especially if it were like child sized. That's even worse. Did I take it to too you, dark? Too dark. You of a broke place? my heart just now. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> That's horrible. It's real awful. That is terrible. I, that that sounds like something that should go on Netflix. Yeah. That's some dark shit. Netflix, take it up. <laughs> you can have it, Netflix. You're welcome. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy finishes up saying, just wanted to echo what Brian and Dre said in their posts about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Loved all the little connections to the rest of the MCU. Damage control! I love the shotgun axe. A little disappointed by the Watchdogs, but it's nice seeing Blake back. I know it's wishful thinking, but it would be awesome to see Lizzie Kaplan back from item 47, either for or against Blake in a cameo since she worked with him. Hmm. Cool. I like Lizzie Kaplan just in general. Yeah. Um, it's funny that we mentioned people working with other people. Uh, this episode, we got the actor who plays Mac's brother um, coming in, and he was big, or he was in, uh, I think it was 41 episodes of Friday Night Lights. So, like, kind of a star of Friday Night Lights um, coming in. And Adriana Paliki just left the show last episode. Didn't get to work with him. 
she was in Friday Night Lights as well. So we kind of traded out one Friday Night Star for somebody else. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And like they mentioned that he, you know, is a pretty good wheelman. So we might get him back. I totally. As a driver. Adrian Palicki. I've watched this entire series with her on it. Yep. And did not recognize her from Friday Night Lights. And now that you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course that's who that was. <laughs> she looked so different. I don't know. The hair was different. Her uh, her demeanor was so different. She acted well, I guess, because I totally yeah. did not recognize her. Lost and now that you say character. that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so obviously the girl <laughs> from Friday Night Lights. She was a very main character on Friday Night Lights, too. And I watched every episode of that. That's what you get for binging. Like, you, you watch a show and it just, like, leaves your brain and then you get embarrassed on your podcast. Yeah, that's why we had to go slow with Daredevil. We had to know everything about it. Yeah. Now, we did get some feedback about that to where we needed to work the pause button over something. And my initial, like, my knee-jerk response to that was, we don't have time to work the pause button. <laughs> But then we, I just mentioned how we're going slow. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We just, we goofed is all it was. <laughs> so uh, we got a little bit more feedback. We got some feedback about last week's episode. If you want to go ahead and talk about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, cover what we have here. Um, the one that was particularly focused on Bobby and Hunter. Oh yeah. 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 Since we just mentioned that uh, Sherman Smith says to us, uh, agents of shield, pretty sure that the guy whose life was saved by Bobby was looking for a way to cut them loose. Uh, I, he's talking about the prime minister, the prime minister of Russia, maybe. And uh, he's, he's talking about what we talked about last week, maybe. And I mean, I, I just don't. He was so insistent on someone has to pay the price for this, and then he just allowed no one to pay the price for this except for him. Yeah, he he is going to pay the price for it. it just uh, yeah, yeah grumble, grumble, grumble. But I agree. It's it's possible he was just like, okay, these guys didn't really do anything wrong. Maybe he was a good man. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Will says to us on uh, on Facebook just started listening to the cast when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returned from break loving it so far even trying to pace myself with Daredevil to keep in time with the daily casts I listen on my one hour plus drive home from work each day so please please put out the casts earlier in the day I was disappointed not to have anything to listen to when I left work at 5 yesterday guess I'm going to have to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the very beginning and listen to back episodes when the DD casts are done next week keep up the good work Oh, thanks. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks yeah, for, thank you for joining us in the day. I'm sorry. I have to edit them daily and it sometimes it happens early. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes I sleep. Sometimes, sometimes I do sleep. I have a weird sleep schedule. I sleep generally like an eight hour day. Generally like the, the you know, six to eight, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but when I have a really busy performing week i i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show in a long time but i'm a musician <laughs> uh play music full time and uh when i have a really busy performing week and i have like a lot of on stage time and load in time i just get a lot of driving i get I, I totally feel stephanie on the driving i drive often three four five hours to play and then drive right back yeah so my it'll be my entire day is just driving playing driving right back um <laughs> uh, but I will sleep. It happens to me about once every three weeks. I just sleep like 15 hours. <laughs> you just go comatose it's for like a little bit. When I have a really hard week and my body's just completely spent from loading gear and playing and dancing around on stage. That's right. I got moves. Um, <laughs> whenever I finish playing a show, I will, uh, I will just sleep like f seriously 14 hours. 
It's like once every three weeks. It's like normal six to eight hour days and then one just super long one every few weeks. I did that. I, I have this one particular memory of doing that where I had stayed up. I pulled an overnighter uh, one time and uh, like stayed up until normal hours to go to sleep the next day and then went to sleep and slept for 16 hours and woke up and like didn't know what day it was. It was dinner time. Like I was very confused. <laughs> And I was like, why does it smell like dinner? What? <laughs> Where am I? It was just so confusing and disrupting and completely screwed up what I was trying to do. Right. It just totally messes up your life. Yeah. <laughs> it wrecks me to this day. Although it doesn't mess me up. I like, I, I stay asleep 14 hours. I wake up and then about five hours later, I'm ready to go back to bed. Like, it's super weird. It's just pretty much my body wants me to sleep through the entirety of that entire day. Yeah. Um, you're pretty nuts. You're done. You're done. Done with life for the day. You're done with life for the day. <laughs> Just check out. Check out for a while. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but I will do my best, Stephanie, to have these casts up quicker. Uh, I really will. I will. I, I need to just go ahead and pre-edit them all and post them. We just finished recording them all, so I, I'll try to go ahead and get them all edited so they drop in in rapid succession. Just boom, boom, boom. Every morning. I might even put up two tomorrow just just to make up for my sins. Yeah, how dare you. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, is there anything else, uh, Jeffrey, that you uh, feel like we missed talking about in this episode? No, we pretty much touched on everything. Um most everybody's feedback was pretty consistent on uh, all of the references were amazing. Yeah, the references were great. Um, Sokovia, they, they, they mentioned New York, they mentioned Sokovia. They the mentioned Daredevil. Oh my gosh. There was a Daredevil reference on the news. They actually connected the dots. Yep. Uh, between, in, in the timeline. And that's something we've been yeah, bouncing what... around with. When does this happen in the timeline? And yeah. now we know. And now we know that... At least the gang violence part. Like, it might have been that the gang violence with that happened to, to Frank Castle, that's, you know, the whole inciting incident or whatever. Right. Like, that could have been happening right now. Or it could have been that the bit where they think the gang violence is going on, but it's actually, that's what I think. you know, the turn there. I would, say, I would say that's probably it. Could be that. And that's what I was thinking is that, like, oh, this is, happens early in the season. Yeah, this is an early in the season of Daredevil, which I don't know how long the season of Daredevil is. It has to be pretty long because they have... It's in summer. Uh, the beginning's in summer. The beginning's in summer, and the end of it is in is Christmas Eve. That's right. So this is happening in the summer i guess we have to sort of believe if you know and we're, we're taking a lot of stock in this being a connection it could just be any gang violence in yeah, hell's kitchen it could just be gang violence in hell's kitchen it's just but, hell's kitchen you know there is there is no easter egg that or there's no thing that could be an easter egg that isn't an easter egg with marvel you know yeah so, it's definitely just the mention of hell's kitchen is nice yeah it's really nice all right <laughs> i uh, know that place that's where daredevil lives <laughs> And Jessica Jones. And Luke Cage is around the corner. <laughs> yep. And, like, for some reason, because I'm so deep into this thing that we're doing here, whenever I was playing The Division in the beginning, um, the, you go to Hell's Kitchen for, like, levels oh, that's fun. 10 to 13 or something like that. And I was like, I don't ever want to leave. <laughs> I am the devil of Hell's Kitchen. I want. They should make a Daredevil video game. That would be cool. A la the Arkham series. I could see that being a thing, especially yeah. with the with the the radar sense. Oh yeah, exactly. Kind of type thing. Like you'd have all the, a lot of the same sort of abilities and 
be really cool. And like you could put it on advanced mode to where like you can't see anything, screen's just black and you're just reacting to sounds. <laughs> <laughs> or like you get outlines of things based on sounds and like the you get the world on fire. Oh, I put on a VR headset for the first time yesterday. That's neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It was uh it was just the gear VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's made by Oculus, so yeah. Um, the, the head tracking was amazing. I felt like I was looking at, you know, I was looking at this world. It had me like, whatever, diving in an ocean and there's sharks swimming around and you could look completely in 360 degrees. You could look up and see the shark swimming above you. And then you could look behind you where it was going. You could look down at the seafloor and like, look at little just shells and stuff on the seafloor. It was really neat. That is pretty cool. Really neat. And apparently they're, they're coming out with all kinds of apps where you can like, this sounds so stupid to me, but I kind of want to do it because it's in 3D because yeah. you've got two separate eyes and looking at the screen. So they put it in 3D. Um, and so you've got a three-dimensional world that you can responds to your head movement and it's all in 3D. It was really fun. and But they're, apparently they're putting out like apps where you can like watch 3D movies. Yeah, yeah. And then you can set your almost like setting a screensaver. You can set the world you're you're in. So you can like sit in a movie theater and see a 3D movie, and you look to your right or left, and it's actually like theater seats, and like you're sitting in a theater, but, but it's, it's just you. It's just you watching a movie. <laughs> see, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work for the crowd that I go to movies with, because we're all just real raucous people. And like when we went to see Batman vs Superman this uh, this past week, um, there was the the dream sequence where Batman gets knocked out in that. You know, right, right, right. Sepia tone time. Um, somebody up front just goes, damn. <laughs> and just like the whole theater erupted in laughter. Sure, sure. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, no. It's definitely not a communal experience. It's no. a sitting by yourself experience. Uh, although it would be pretty neat if you could have like, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the future. It's like <laughs> virtual reality is getting here. It's super fun. Like, I think we're going to have the first, this year, we're going to have the first like sort of marketable virtual reality experiences, even though they're, we're we're not to holidays yet, but we're we're getting to where like things, it's responding in my head. I can look anywhere, you know. It just just, yeah. just neat. I uh, I started watching a new anime this week called Sword Art Online, which kind of just transfers your consciousness into a game world, and you just kind of lay on the bed or whatever, or lay wherever you are with Weird. the headset on, and um, you control your character like just as if you would move your arms. It moves his arms in the game or whatever. And I was just like, I want that kind of game, like that full immersion, like I am the character kind of game. Yeah. Like there's a twist to the story where like if you die in the game, you get killed in real life, like the headset fucks okay. your brain or whatever. And I was like, no good. without that, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I die, maybe respawn me somewhere. You think about how, how involved people get with like tabletop gaming and like they get so – Attach their D and D characters and stuff. Oh, if yeah. they die, yeah, yeah. What if we had that world and we're like, someone's playing World of Warcraft, but they're really in the World of Warcraft. Like they can see it feels like that, and then they die. You know, that's horrible. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a scary, scary scenario. What could happen if this VR thing comes out? Because people will abuse it, of course. But like, I just think it's exciting. I'm just excited. <laughs> I like all this tech. I'm speaking of tech. Driverless cars, also. That's the oh, other yeah. future thing that is going to happen in the next few years. We that gotta, I'm just we got to hit so driverless excited. cars before we can do flying cars. Yeah, we do because people are so bad at driving. We couldn't. Yeah, fly. we, we had a third to... dimension of that. It's terrible. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, just had to. 
talk about other things as well. <laughs> That's um, what we do. We tangent. We do tangent. Well, guys, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually be back the next few days dropping these Daredevil casts. We're almost so done. We are. We are. We've been... We've got three episodes left to drop, I believe. I think so. So we'll uh, we'll be done in two days with the Daredevil cast, and then we'll be back next week with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 15. Um, space time. Space time. That's exciting. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll be doing a Daredevil cast, wrap-up cast with some guest hosts in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you guys will all be here for that. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.